Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Spilling Lemonade Podcast. This is your host, Cami Nelson. Before I get started, I just did want to give an update. I stopped doing the 25 days of podcasting just because it was a little bit much, and it is a mental health podcast, so obviously I put my mental health first. Um, However, I really do want to commit back to weekly episodes, so I'm going to be posting on Mondays from now on. Um, Not necessarily a set time, but probably in the morning. And yeah, so without that said, I'm going to introduce our guest. We have a very, very special guest today. You guys know just as much as I do that the guest episodes are always the best ones, so I'm so excited. Today I have Jane Marie with me. She is actually the Recovered Project Ambassador she also has a TikTok that is underscore Jade Marie and an Instagram that is Jade in Recovery, uh, jade.in.recovery. She is a recovery advocate. She has lived experience with eating disorders and she's honestly just a wonderful person. So definitely go check out all of her accounts. Without that said, I'll let Jade add anything she wants to say. Hi, everyone. It's Jade. Um, just want to say thank you to Cami for allowing me to be on this podcast and I'm really really happy to be here yes and I know I've already told you but I'm stoked to have you here and I know anyone listening is obviously very very excited to have you here as well um as always you guys can send me feedback or send Jade feedback if you send it to me I'll reply it to Jade and let her know how much you guys love this episode um yeah I think we're ready to get started now yeah um so we're kind of just gonna do like a general like recovery conversation like recovery Q&A. Uh, we have some questions that we're going to cover. So you guys know the drill probably if you've listened to these episodes before. It's kind of just going to go in whatever direction. Um, I guess my first question would just to start off like would be where are you now in recovery and what are your current struggles and successes? Um, So I'm basically a year in recovery now which is amazing to me. Um. Right now, I'm in college, which is stressful but amazing because last year at this time, I was in residential. Didn't think I would be where I am today, but I'm the happiest version of myself, the most successful version of myself. Um, I'm super proud of myself, which old me would be like really shocked to say that I say about myself, but I super am. Um, Struggles, I mean... Every day is different. Um, I have definitely issues with all or nothing, uh, as many of us do. Um, Definitely struggle with either being like the perfect client, you would say, or like the perfect recovery role model. But I share those and I know that just because I struggle doesn't mean that I'm doing super well in recovery because that's what recovery is. It's a little bit of struggle. It's a little bit of fun um and overall it's all worth it I love that answer so much there was two things you said that I kind of wanted to talk about um so the first thing I just wanted to say really quick was that I love what you said about like recovery I mean as you all know recovery is not linear and all that but it really is it comes with some struggles it comes with some fun like it is a mixed bag and I love that you're honest I feel like one thing I really appreciate is I, I struggle with that too, to feel like I have to be like perfect in my recovery or the perfect, what well, I'm not, I'm no longer a client, which I think, I don't know if but, I've talked to you guys about, but cause I, yeah, yeah. I didn't know but, how else to put it. <laughs> no, I get what you mean. I meant like, I don't even like, yeah, I don't see a therapist or anything anymore. Um, but that's not a good thing. I'm trying to see one guys. I promise it's an insurance thing. Um, just throwing that out there a little vent. Um, <laughs> 
But the second thing I wanted to talk about was I love how you said like you would be your past self would be shocked to hear that you're proud of yourself. That really resonated with me. I feel like there's I used to really care a whole lot. Like like my whole brain was just based on what other people thought about me. And I never thought it was like a good thing to think that you're like proud of yourself. Like, no, you're supposed to hate yourself. You're supposed to want to be in quotes better and improve yourself. You can't do that if you're proud of yourself. So I think it's really awesome. I experienced that too now where I'm like, I'm so proud of myself. And I was curious, how did you get to that place? And what are your thoughts on what barriers did you overcome to be able to be in quotes proud of yourself? Yeah, I, you put it in words perfectly. Um, I 100% agree that it's even hard to be proud of yourself even now. But now I catch myself being like, I'm allowed to be proud of myself. You know, us in recovery, like recovery is definitely one of the hardest things to ever happen to anyone. I mean, besides eating disorder, of course, but um, recovery is hard and it's always going to be hard, but it's always going to be worth it at the end of the day. Um, It's taken a long time for me to change the mindset of saying I'm proud of myself versus saying I'm not allowed to be proud of myself. It's taken a lot. It's taken a lot of time, but it's something that, how do I explain how I did this? Like I just kind of every day changed my mindset a little bit, set daily goals. And once I do those daily goals, set bigger goals and bigger goals. Um, Because once you start going goal by goal by goal, those goals become easier and part of your routine. So those bigger goals seem even bigger. Um. And yeah, I think it's all about the mindset. You like being like in recovery, you should be proud of yourself no matter where you are in your recovery. Because even just choosing recovery, I mean, that's the hardest and the biggest step to take, in my opinion. I 100% agree with that. I always say that the hardest part of recovery is definitely the beginning, at least in my opinion. Um, The first step, the first step is always the hardest step. Um. And yeah, I really like how you put all of that, like snaps to that. Like, I love how I really do agree. It's about the mindset and about realizing, at least for me, it was about realizing that I can make the choice not to care. I can make the choice to care and ignore that and choose to be proud of myself because I know I'm going to feel better about myself if I'm proud of myself and I'm with myself 24-7. I'm only with the people who I'm worried about thinking negatively about me like sometimes I'm not even with them so a hundred percent I love how you said like I'm with myself 24 7 like who really cares like why who really cares what other people are gonna say when you're with them for only a portion of the time but you're with yourself for all of it so the best thing to do is exactly what you said be do what makes you feel good And have the mindset of I come first, because honestly, being selfish is not selfish a lot of the time. I love that so much. I actually think I'm pretty sure I posted it. I think I did a whole episode about like why being selfish is a good thing. So definitely go check that out if you're interested more in that topic. And then the second thought I had was, I mean, yeah, like I think one thing I did was I really you are with yourself 24 seven. And I realized that if there was only one person in this whole world who was going to like me, I wanted it to be me. I'd rather disappoint every single other human being before I disappoint myself, which meant living intuitively according to my, what I wanted. Um, This actually related to recovery a lot because I realized that 
my body, my brain, it did not, it did not want to be hungry. I don't want to be hungry. Yes. Like that's, I, I don't want to be cold. Like, no, I, I, no part of me biologically wanted to shrink itself from its natural size. And also I realized I like the recovery version of myself a lot, lot more than the eating disorder version of myself. Oh yeah. Oh, a hundred million thousand percent. And I think I, yeah, love that. <laughs> and I think one thing I learned about myself is I don't just want to develop self-love, which I did a lot of work, especially this summer on self-love, but I also want to have self-like, like I want to like the person I am. I don't just want to, love is unconditional, but I want to also enjoy myself. Like I want to have, I want to be able to sit with myself. I spend a lot of time alone now working or doing whatever it is. And I used to never have moments alone because I didn't like who I was, but I think it's important to love and like yourself. And yeah, I think it's definitely a possible thing and it really does help with recovery. I love that. I I definitely like I've thought about it, but you put it exactly into how I thought about it in words. I, of course, self-love is huge, but I never thought about self-like and I love that. Like, I don't only want to love myself unconditionally. Obviously, I do. But self-like is so much almost different, but the same at the same time. But I completely agree with you. And I adore that concept. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's something a little bit newer that I'm trying to grasp. But yeah, I mean, it's there is like a little bit of difference between loving and liking yourself. And I want to be both. Yeah. And identifying that has been really huge. And the other thing you said that made me think of something was that it's like, how do I phrase this? I don't even know how to phrase it. And actually, I lost my train of thought. So um, my, I guess we can just move on to my next question. And that would be, because I want anyone listening to get to learn a little bit more about you. What are you passionate about? I, I can say a couple things, but for firstly, I'm in college right now, if you guys don't know, I'm a freshman at Pace University in New York, and I am a psychology major. And my end goal with my career is I want to become a therapist that specializes in eating disorders and trauma. Um, that's definitely a huge passion of mine. Um, it kind of, I used to be a huge musical theater geek. Um, I was a theater kid. I'll say it first. I loved being a theater kid. But I, after like going through everything I've gone through, I had a therapist at residential who truly and utterly saved me. She was the best thing that has basically ever happened to me. She really put like made me who I am today or helped me become who I am today, better said. Um, and I kind of want to be the her that other people won't be able to have because not everybody can have her. Um, and even making a difference in one life would change the world for me. I relate to that a lot. So I, um, yeah, I had a therapist in residential. I've been to really two residentials that really impacted me. Um, and at the first one, my eating disorder residential, second one was just for mental health. Um, some other struggles, I was actually in very strong recovery when I went, but, um, I always like to say, that she taught me how to save myself because yes. really at the end of the day, it's like we 
we saved ourselves. No one else can make that choice for you. And especially with an eating disorder. And I'm so grateful for her that she taught me how to save myself. And that's actually my dietitian played a big role in that too. And I want to go into the path career path of eating disorders as well, but I want to be a dietitian for eating disorders. So I thought that was really, I just wanted to connect with you on that, but that's, I love that we're both putting our passions towards, you know, turning our pain into power. Yes. That's in my, actually in my um, college essay, my first sentence was as the famous Kelly Clarkson once said, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. (laughs) Um, And I mean, I got in. So yeah, statement. Um, but yeah, that's really cool. I love that. I love the she taught me how to save myself. I'm gonna start using that now because that is so true. She taught me how to save myself. Yes, I love. I used to always say that she saved me until it was actually until I went to my second residential, and then they taught me like, no, you really saved yourself. Like at the end of the day, you saved yourself. None of us are saving you. You're doing it right now. Like you're drowning and you found a way to swim and um we maybe gave you swim lessons (laughs) but you taught yourself how to swim um okay kind of next thing that we were going to talk about I want to talk about exercise and recovery but before kind of asking that's a big topic so first I just wanted to ask I guess I don't I guess the best way to start with this would be to ask where like not in a lot of detail but how exercise like related to your eating disorder and then how if that was a struggle for you how you have handled it now and how you handle exercise and recovery yes um so it exercise definitely did play a part of my eating disorder um overexertion um so once I started before residential, I went to PHP. So at that point, I was completely on like no movement. Like I wasn't allowed to go exercise, but exercise did play a big part of my eating disorder. But it was more cardio based. That wasn't helpful for me. Um, So I was on like no exercise for a very, very long time until the mid of this year actually um and I started going to do weightlifting which is something that I have loved before my eating disorder and my eating disorder took from me because it wasn't like something my eating disorder liked to put it in simple non-triggering terms um and I started off going once a week twice a week um just just for fun fully just for fun. Um, I was definitely ready to do it because my mindset had completely changed. It became, this is so fun instead of, I want to make my body look like this, which I feel like is a huge thing, especially on TikTok. You see a lot of the people who, you know, lift weights, whatever, and it's all about changing your body. And I don't see it in that way. I see it in a way that's like, this is fun. This makes me feel good. This, like, my body loves this. Um, Very intuitive. And especially at the beginning, one thing that really helped me with exercise that I would love to mention is that if I ever went into the gym and I had a disordered thought, immediately I would leave. Because the second that it was, like, I had a disordered thought, there's no point in staying there because 
then that's just going to continue. It's not going to stop because one disordered thought will lead to another disordered thought. I absolutely love that. I never considered doing that. That's such an amazing idea. And I'm so proud of you for doing that. And also, I just want to commend you on your journey with exercise. I know it can be very difficult. And I'm happy that you're at a place now where you, it sounds like you really, truly enjoy what you do, which I think, I mean, they do say like movement is uh, very good for your mental health. Um, That is, I would, they oftentimes don't say this, I would like to make the exception for those who, it's not good for everyone's mental health. Like if you don't enjoy it, it's not good for your mental health, but a lot of people do enjoy it in various ways. We're not all going to enjoy the same type. And that's I really like that you found something that you're passionate about that's like fun to do I would say I had a very similar journey I um not to talk too much about myself but kind of just to add um something so I was off of exercise probably for about a year my recovery was a little bit messy it was a little bit delayed um between the diagnosis and the actual recovery so when I did get back to recovery I actually exercised um I actually was cleared just they were like just go for it like have the world and unfortunately I was not ready for the world mentally Uh maybe yes um but physically if I'm being honest I was not I started playing intense soccer right off the bat like no building up and I unfortunately tore my ACL as many of you know um which later we learned probably was a result of I was not, I was cleared before, I don't want to trigger anyone, but like I was cleared before I was fully weight restored um, because one thing I'd like to say is like I was deemed at a healthy weight, but I was not weight restored. Yes. And I wasn't working with an eating disorders doctor. I was just working with my pediatrician. Love her. But obviously she's not like 100% an expert in eating disorders. So unfortunately, my journey with exercise has been a little funky because then I had to get surgery and it's about a year recovery. Um, honestly, nowadays I don't really exercise very much. I'm supposed to be for my knee because I'm still in recovery from it. Yeah. Um, but I would like to add that. Yeah. Like I definitely, I don't know why I was sharing that. Honestly, I guess I just wanted to add that. Like, I think it's really commendable that you waited because I think both mentally and physically, there's a lot of benefits to making sure you're fully healed, like all the way around and that that's important um yeah I don't know I think that's something I haven't really talked about here a lot is I do have a passion for like that's one of the reasons also I want to be a dietitian is because I think it's important I want to make sure people don't sustain as many injuries as people do from under fueling and from well I was fueling properly at the time but I mean I wasn't where I needed to be and yeah that was a bit of a ramble so we can I loved it I loved hearing that Okay, awesome. But I guess where I was kind of also going with that was that exercise now for me, I do also a lot of, I do a lot of weight. I have to do some cardio because for me, I want to, my main goal right now is to get back to surfing. That's the yeah. first I want to pick up. And then, um, and then eventually soccer and volleyball. So obviously I have to be able to run to play soccer. Yeah. Um, and just kind of balancing all of that with recovery. One thing I do is I, even though I'm supposed to be on like a strict regimen in quotes for oh. my knee, I said, F that, no way. So, like, recovery, I was like, 
sure, I'm supposed to do this for my knee, but my knee is not going to get better if I am in an eating disorder. So obviously, no. Um, an eating disorder could kill me. My knee will just, it will wait. So Yeah. I don't have a set amount of days. I just go when I have the energy and I never go in with a plan. I Yeah. know any machine that's open, I'll just use it. I don't really do any arm stuff because I'm mostly there. I am there for my knee. Like Mm -hmm. I try to make the most out of it, but it's not my preferred. It's all uncleared for and I have to do that before I can get cleared for the stuff I wanted to do, if that makes sense, Yeah. by Oh my my knee god. doctor. Um, but I try to make the most of it, try to have the most fun and like just do the machines that sound fun, do the things that are open. And whenever the minute I start getting tired, I just leave. Like I don't, I just leave. yeah no that was literally me today like I went in I did like three things and I was like mm -mm. <laughs> no more of this I went I grabbed a snack and I went home because even though I didn't do like a whole workout really I still deserve my snack I still need my snack so Period. period Snaps to that. Um, I love that. You have, a, I love your relationship of exercise. I'm honestly such like an awe um, because I know like, especially in the first year of recovery, it can be hard to get there right away. So I'm so proud of you for getting there. you I definitely have a lot of support too um I didn't do that alone I have a lot of friends who help me with that and also keep me accountable with it um and they they see that like I'm you know not feeling it or they want to stay and I don't they still leave with me so I don't feel the need to stay um so definitely the friendships helped me with my journey a lot I must say that is amazing and that's actually a great transition into our next topic about how like friends can benefit recovery and also like how accountability can be helpful in recovery and so I just if you wanted to speak a little bit more about other ways that your friends have helped you in recovery or having not necessarily friends but family too like having solid interpersonal relationships and how that's affected your recovery I would love to because I must say that my friends are one of the biggest reasons I am who I am today. Um, they will be watching, so hey. <laughs> um, but I, as I don't, people probably don't know, but I transferred schools right out of residential halfway through my senior year. So I went to this private school for uh basically freshman through junior year I didn't really go senior year because I was in treatment so right after residential I realized that that was not a healthy space for me I was getting a lot of anonymous emails while I was in treatment that were not good um to say the least lots of bullying no one was helpful I had a good couple of friends but the environment was not helpful. It was just not a good place for me. So I transferred and I was scared. I, I must say it was scary for me, although it was I was doing it for myself and I knew it would be a better experience for me and my mental health. It was terrifying. But my best friend that I grew up with did go there. Long story short, I met my best friends ever. Um, in February, I did Fear Food February. All my friends joined in and each day was like a different fear food. They all joined in and helped me. My best friend um, of all time, her name is Bella. 
she we've grown up together and she was the first one who really knew I had an eating disorder before I even said anything before I admitted it because I feel like a lot of us have a really hard time admitting that we have a problem uh but she was the first one right off the bat to um see it um live through it with me and she stuck by me the entire time the entire way through through recovery through everything through mental health issues she has been by my side um and she was the one who introduced me to my friends all my friends are beyond supportive beyond supportive um they have learned so much from just like they they just go out and learn about eating disorders to see if they can try and help me which is insane to me um that people care enough to go and learn about eating disorders and even just look on my Instagram and look at things about eating disorders to try and help me through my recovery. Especially when I first went to school, it was right out of residential because I wanted to graduate high school. So I didn't go to PHB or IOP. Don't do that. Don't do that. Not smart, but I did it. <laughs> um, I did FBT, but anyway, that's a whole different story. Um, <laughs> So my friends are just amazing. I have a great relationship with my mom. My mom is definitely one of the top supporters in my recovery, if not number one. Um, she has gotten me through a lot. She has been through a lot. Um, but those connections that I have made throughout my recovery have changed my life for the better. Also, my residential friends must must say them my friends from residential I meet up with them even though we live far apart like they are such great support and I don't know where I would be without my friends and my family and the connections I've made through my recovery and without recovery I wouldn't have made those connections which is another huge reason that I love recovery because if I wasn't in recovery I wouldn't have the mindset of having friends I wouldn't be myself people wouldn't be friends with me for me um and so much more like that it's just insane how much can happen with choosing recovery and how much my life has changed in a positive way with like just having those connections and being in recovery I think I've said that like three times but <laughs> it still like shocks me even now that my life is where it is I am having like all the warm and fuzzies like I want to give you such a big hug and all of your friends a big hug too I think that that is like the sweetest thing your friends sound like such amazing people and your mom too and I agree that friends can play such a huge role I wanted to add just because like I got the warm and fuzzies too I had a few really close friends um especially two and they have just, I was always shocked the amount of times that I fell back, that things got, that I, you know, I recovered from my eating disorder just to develop suicidality and that I isolated again and all of that, that it always shocked me that my really good friends never left me and they never, they never viewed me as less of a person. They never, they never gave up on me. Like there was people in my life yeah, I'm not going to say, but there there was people in my life, who, important people in my life who definitely thought it was over, thought it was not possible for me, that I just was never going to choose it. 
And those friends, they never, they never for a second doubted that I would recover. And I love them to death. And I think it's just so awesome to talk about friends and recovery. Because I really do think also the connections you can make through recovery. Like, for example, like the connection we made. And the connection that I've made in treatment. And new friendships, like the ones you made at school that had nothing to do with recovery. But they had everything to do with recovery. Because you were a functioning, full, happy human being again. Yes. And I also think one thing I've learned is to be really selective and I heard that in yours as well not directly but when you're talking about switching schools I'm very selective about who I hang out with in terms of protecting my peace I absolutely if it's someone's not good they don't get just as kind of Glennon Doyle's talked about an untamed for any of you who have listened yes (laughs) I love her and I love that book um she talks about this island and how you're only gonna let people on it's talking about like parenting but she talks about basically how I heard it is you have this island and that's your island of don't let people onto your island who are going to come and start fires and challenge the trees like no only put good people on your island like build bridges build fences and only let good people on your island and I'm really selective now about who gets to go on my island and I would say that's been a huge help in my recovery and I just want to throw out there I know a lot of people aren't quite as fortunate as me and Jade have been with friendships and recovery. I know it can be extremely hard to sustain friendships, but really and truly recovery will bring new friendships. It will bring new opportunities to meet new people. And it's okay. Like it's a hundred percent. Okay. If you don't have the friendships right now. And if any of you want a friendship with me and I'm sure Cammy will agree, DM me, DM us. I'll yes. be your friend. I'll be Absolutely. Friend. Absolutely. Oh, that was such a I love that okay I have like warm and fuzzies I just need a second but <laughs> um I guess my next question oh this is a big one I ask this to almost every guest because this is what a lot of people listening like to hear about and also I just know it's very helpful is so and I already asked so I know this kind of pertains to you a little bit um is how did you deal with weight gain um assuming that's something I know not everyone with recovery goes through it um I just want to clarify I'm not assuming like I did ask Jade earlier if that's something that she'd experienced um and how did dealing with it and coping with it how are you with it today all your journey with it all of that 100 um as she said before she did ask me I have gone through weight gain um at first I have to say it was terrifying um, it is terrifying. Um, it's, it's, I think at the beginning, it's almost a little more hard than, I want to say like the beginning is hard. And then as I went on, I think right when I was about to get to my set point was like fully weight restored was the hardest. That was definitely the hardest for me. The beginning was hard. The right before I got to my set point and my weight restoration weight was the hardest part for me. Um, and I mean, it's necessary. I I know a lot of people. This used to tick me off. So if it ticks you off, I I mean, it ticked me off like a long time ago. But weight restoration is it changes your mindset. And it's part of like, it's, there's literal like chemicals that go into it. Um, 
but it really like as I gained the weight my mind started being more focused for recovery and that has to do with your brain being malnourished versus not malnourished um yeah it took a long time but I think right now um I'm you know in overshoot which I'm completely fine with um I don't really care about the number I'm weight restored um I'm healthy I'm happy and for me one thing I've learned is that with recovery of course I gained weight but I gained so much more than weight I gained my life I gained my smile I gained my friends I mean, I've gained everything that I've wanted that I never, that like my ED promised me, but it's always false. Every, all the false promises my eating disorder gave me, recovery truly gave me. And that's something that really helped me through my weight gain process. I love that so much. I always love the saying, you gain so much more than weight because it's so true. Yeah. Um, I do agree. A lot of people experience, it's like, I think they say 90%. When you're 90% weight restored, that's the hardest part because your brain is at 100%. Your brain is still in starvation mode, most likely. It's still not yeah. fully nourished and but you're out of heavier weight. So you feel yeah. like you're still in your eating disorder fit, uh, mentally, but you're not quite in it physically. Yes. And it's a really hard place to be. I think it really does. It gets hard and then harder. And then eventually, I say this so many times, I feel so much more confident in my body now than I ever did at a lower weight. I, your brain really does. It's insane to me to think about. I used to look at myself and think certain things and comparing them to now, like, it's just like insane to me that I actually, my brain was so focused on food and body that it couldn't even comprehend what, like, what, like, what, natural thoughts were and the second thing I kind of wanted to touch upon was I think that it's really interesting that you talk about being an overshoot I used to think that that was like well first of all I used to I think a lot of people who haven't started recovery yet are kind of terrified of that um I mean I know I was and one thing so I they you know told me okay like okay this right now your weight your sword this is like your healthy weight right and then yeah. I gained quite a lot of more weight after that. And I always was like, oh, this is overshoot until I realized that, at least for me, I developed an eating disorder at 14. I'm 17 now. Obviously, had I never gotten an eating disorder in those three years, my body would have continued to develop and gain weight, even if I didn't get taller. Like, I would have developed more hips. I would have, you're supposed to gain weight as you get older for the most part. And I would always tell people, I was like, and I don't think, I mean, I don't know you, so maybe this applies to you or not. I'm just saying, I'd always tell people like, oh yeah, I'm an overshoot. And then I was like, it's a, you're not, for me, I realized I'm like, I'm not an overshoot. I'm just at the weight. They were just wrong. They were wrong about where my body was supposed to be. That's their fault. Not my fault. And at least for me, I know part of overshoot for me was like, I or that term was, I felt like I was waiting for it to eventually go back down. And one day when I realized, I was like, it doesn't have to, like, if it does, okay. Yeah. But this might just be your body and that's okay. And I think that was such a wonderful thought. So I thought yeah. it was really interesting that you brought that up and that you, I love that you said that you're okay with it because I think that's so important to like, you get so much more out of recovery and yeah, I just, I really love how you phrased that. Yeah. I really, I'm allowed to curse on here. Am I? Yeah. 
I couldn't give a flying fuck about what my weight is right now. And that is amazing for me because I used to be so concentrated on the little numbers on, on everything that had to do with food and body. And now I'm like, I really don't give a fuck. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I want to live. I want to have a fun life. I don't care anymore. And I think that's one thing that really helped me flip the switch. It's like, this is not worth it. I want to live my life. I don't want to live in an eating disorder. I don't want to be 60 and still struggle with food and body image. I want to be able to do everything without worrying about food and body and everything else. I don't want that for me. I love that so much. Absolutely. The power that you just like exuded from your body is so amazing. I wish you guys could have seen her talk (laughs) and I'm just so happy for you. With that, we are kind of ending towards the end of our episode. And I wanted to give you, you can take a minute to think about it unless you already know, but anything else you wanted to talk about, say to anyone listening, um, I'll give you a second while I just kind of do up my wrap up because I know sometimes people get a little bit like, oh my gosh, like, you know, so um, I just want to say before Jade talks that thank you to everyone for listening. And I really do hope you benefited from something. I know even I benefited from this because I love the connection and I, Jade is such an amazing person. So please everyone go check her out. Um, She has been such an amazing guest and I'm so excited to have her on and I'm so excited for you all to hear this so with that said do you want to say anything um I mean I just want to say thank you to you for having me on as a guest I want to say thank you for everyone listening for listening and I really hope that all of you if you haven't chose recovery choose recovery and thrive not just survive yes thrive and survive and thrive survive and thrive shoddy yes awesome all right with that said i really hope i see you again i hope everyone nourishes their body today go get to stack and have a great day i hope you reach out to someone if you need help and i hope you gain something bye